Welcome to Alternative Talk, where we focus on real life, everyday people who are positively affected by cannabis. We'll be speaking to patients, advocates, and professionals keeping you informed on the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry, bringing quality of living to life. Real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis. Now, here's the host of Alternative Talk, Bear Savong. Everybody, thank you for listening to Alternative Talk. I'm your host, Bear Savong. I uh, thank you all for listening in today. Today, we got a special guest. We have Dr. Michael Mann, a surgeon and also an author. Dr. Mann, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. You're very welcome. And it's a great pleasure to have you on the show today. So, you, so you're a surgeon and also an author, right? So, I mean, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, uh, you know, I mean, what brings you on the show today? Absolutely. Well, actually, I'm a professor of surgery at the University of California here in San Francisco. My specialty is chest surgery. And I also run a research program uh, that's geared to develop new molecular treatments for heart disease and for cancer. But like many doctors in medical schools, I was asked to spend part of my time within the VA system, uh, specifically at the San Francisco VA. Uh, In fact, at the beginning uh, of my career at UCSF, I led a program in thoracic surgery, chest surgery, at the San Francisco VA. And that lasted between 2003 and 2011. So, so with being in, uh, you know, uh, you know, being in surgery or being a surgeon, um, I mean, obviously you're on a show that, you know, many will speak of cannabis. I mean, how do you, uh, I mean, is that something that you use cannabis to help these patients or is this something that you're just getting yourself into? I'm just getting familiarized with, you know, how are you related with the, you know, cannabis industry? No, absolutely. Uh, to be honest, I think the most important reason I'm here on the show today is uh, the book I've written called Mission Betrayed, which is uh, a book about the failure of the VA system to uh, really even begin to address the actual needs of the veterans uh, whom uh, the VA should be dedicated to. Uh, of course, Americans have heard a lot about VA failures over the past several years, but the book was written because there's an enormous unexposed reality uh, that lays much uh, deeper and is much broader than anything that's, that's been discussed or exposed to date. And I felt it was time, uh, finally, for Americans to know the truth. Of course, the VA doesn't take a much more rational approach to cannabis than it does uh, to any other of its uh, obligations uh, to provide a complete health care option for veterans. And so uh, very recently we've had a new directive handed down by the VA that just uh, perpetuates um, what's probably a very outdated approach and one that really leaves uh, the veterans' best interests far, far out of the center. Right, and I, I I totally agree. I mean, I hear you know so many uh, stories of opiates and how many you know suicides that are happening on a daily basis, right? Uh, you know, like uh, I mean, it, it's just something that not many uh, choose to really you know bring it to light. Uh, some will just choose to ignore it. I mean, what I mean, what do you think? I mean, what do you see I mean, from your book or or what you've written or what you've seen? I mean, what what do you think? I mean, why? I mean, what's what's going on? I mean, what's is there some type of corruption? I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to learn more, right? And the listeners are probably asking the same thing. I mean, coming from a, a physician, you know, someone with your uh, title being an MD, 
I mean, we want to hear it because some some are upset that saying, hey, you know, most physicians we can't trust because we feel like they're just pill pushers. Um, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm in between. Like, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to judge one person off another based off somebody else, right? But, I mean, to hear it from a physician, I mean, what are the things that, you know, I mean, we should look for or what are the things that we should probably try to gain from all this? You know, it's a, it's a perfect question. And really understanding why we've gotten into this particular predicament with the VA is at the core of the book that I've written um, if people understand the nature of the, the root of the crisis, that's the only time that we have even the beginning of an opportunity, in my opinion, to truly solve it. The other reason uh, that it's important for the general public to know about the problems at the VA is that the VA may be a blueprint for what's going to go wrong in the rest of our healthcare system if we allow uh, certain current trends to persist. Uh, so the, the cannabis issue is probably a perfect example of what I try to explain to people in this book. Let me, let me uh, try to elaborate on that. I'm sure that within the VA, uh, there are very well-meaning lawyers, conservative by nature, who despite all of the rulings, and in particular the, the Supreme Court ruling of 2003 that uh, clearly lays out a legal path for doctors to recommend cannabis to their patients, uh, particularly in states that have cannabis, uh, medical cannabis systems set up. I'm sure that, that some lawyer within the VA uh, has found uh, a reasonable argument for why there might be legal liability to the VA in, making, in allowing its doctors to make those recommendations. So, so what do we have? We have a choice between uh, a, a clear... Uh, validated opinion that allows the VA doctors to give better access to their VA patients to cannabis, and on the other hand, a choice that's maybe not as well supported but could possibly lead, uh, you know, possibly reflect some potential risk to the VA bureaucracy itself. It's a no-brainer to the VA. The, the interest of the veterans is never the priority. Of course, they, they make the choice that, that best protects and defends the status quo of their uh, existing bureaucracy. Even all the way up to uh, the secretary of the department, uh, uh, Dr. David Shulkin, who I'm sure in his heart cares about veterans, but is just so overwhelmed uh, by the bureaucratic approach to self-preservation that when handed this choice, uh, even he sides with the lawyers who are just trying to protect the institution. That's a lot of, that's a lot of information. And, um, you know, definitely, I mean, it's something that's not going to be just, you know, uh, I guess told in one, one session or one recording. Right. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's, it's really overwhelming for me just to know that um, just hearing the, the fact that, you know, that this is something that most veterans are faced with challenges. Uh, I mean, it, I had a recording not long ago where a vet, a vet veteran was trying to, you know, uh, use cannabis as an alternative um, and speaking freely about it. But then I have a family member that is more afraid because they don't want to lose the benefits because they know that cannabis has helped them. Uh, but how do you 
you know, how do you take that chance to say, hey, I'm going to use cannabis and some will say, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to save my life. But then there's some that doesn't that, that wants to do that, but then feels afraid because I have a family to take care of. If I lose my benefits, how am I going to take care of my family and how am I going to you know, live and, and move forward with my life? Um, I mean, do you see that that's something that's going to be you know, a, a ongoing issue that we're going to have with veterans, or you think that's something that eventually we'll see changes? I can certainly understand any VA patient's uh, skepticism and, and suspicion that the institution may turn against them, uh, given any excuse. But I should underscore that, that understanding a patient's habits and, and the various substances that they use, whether it's caffeine or alcohol or cannabis, that is an important part of taking care of a patient. It's an important part of, of optimal health care. And so being open about that information with one's doctors and, and other practitioners is really critical to uh, successful uh, provision of care. In, in my experience, the inclusion of, of that type of information, uh, again, even for, frankly, illicit substances, um, is rarely used in determining or restricting eligibility. Uh, in fact, I think everybody views it as a very important part of the medical record. Now, nothing is impossible at the VA, and in terms of letting veterans down, the VA seems to have an infinite capacity, which is, uh, I realize, a very sad statement. So I, unfortunately, can't make any guarantees to members of your family or, or the members of anyone's family who are truly worried about the consequences of, of being open and, and direct with VA people and, and VA practitioners uh, about their habits and, and the substances and, and medications they choose to use. But I would hope that even this directive is... is poor as some of uh, the decisions it reflects may be, is at least a step in the direction of a more rational approach of the, by the VA toward medical cannabis. Yes, yes. Um, I, I absolutely, you know, I mean, I agree that, you know, we should move into the right direction, um, you know, so, but, uh, you know, real quick, we're going to take a, a break. Uh, for those that are listening in, we're with Dr. Mann. Um, Dr. Mann, let's go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back, I'll have some more questions for you. Uh, thank you for listening in, and uh, we'll be right back. More real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis on Alternative Talk when we return. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? 
At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical balms, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Vuber way. Bringing quality of living to life. Welcome back to Alternative Talk, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, everybody, we're back from the break. Thank you for listening in. We're with Dr. Michael Mann. He is, uh, you know, an author of a book called Mission Betrayed. Uh, Dr. Mann, thank you for uh, coming back on the show. Uh, You know, before the break, you know, you were telling us a little bit about your book and um, about the VA. Um, You know, I wanted to you know, really shine the light on the fact that, you know, many are afraid, you know, being as veterans to use cannabis as an alternative. Um, you know, in, in your book, you know, I personally have not read it, but I do have a copy that's being sent to me. Uh, I can't wait to read it. Uh, you know, but I mean, what's, um, I mean, your book, I mean, it talks about, you know, from, from what I see is that it's talking about, you know, uh, uh, the opiate issues and, um, you know that's that that we're facing in, in veterans. Am I correct? Uh, we we don't. The book doesn't focus uh, directly on uh, substance abuse per se, uh, but it it paints a picture that I think will help people understand why the opiate uh, crisis is uh, certainly prevalent at the VA, if not exacerbated, uh, by the approach that that the VA takes to managing uh, its patients' care. Right. Right. So. Um, I see something about the horrific practices and, you know, we're not looking at just people losing limbs, um, but lives are being lost, right? Unfortunately, true. For example, the VA has cloaked itself uh, in a facade of excellence when mediocrity and indifference have really persisted in the VA since way back uh, in the 1970s and 80s. And to protect that facade of excellence, the VA collects statistics. And I was actually told by my supervisors locally at the San Francisco VA that I was prohibited from bringing patients who needed life-saving surgery into the operating room because those patients' cases were too risky and threatened the integrity of the VA statistical facade too greatly to allow them even the chance at survival. And so I unfortunately had to watch patients of mine die rather than receive uh, that potentially life-saving care so that the statistics of the VA would remain intact. And I do have to point out that very often the administrators uh, actually received financial bonuses based on those beautiful statistics. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I mean, (laughs) so you're telling me that because of statistics, um, you know, because we want everything to look great in the mm-hmm. books and the numbers, that yes. these things are happening because we don't want to look bad? The VA, the imperative of the VA is exactly mm-hmm. that. 
don't let the VA look bad. The VA has evolved as a box-checking bureaucracy, and by that I mean it, it's, it's critical that the boxes get checked regardless of the actual implication for the veteran's care. Of course, if the veterans do well along the way, great. But if there's ever a conflict between the interests of the institution and the interests of the veterans, the veterans lose every time. So, I mean, we're, we're speaking of the VA. I mean, that's just the VA, but what about other uh, clinics, uh, establishments, location? I mean, you think that these type of things could happen the same way? I mean, all about statistics and numbers? It's an enormous danger, and I'm glad you bring that up there, because the VA has set a lot of uh, examples, uh, and one example is this uh, worship of uh, statistical measures of what's, what's now being, being known as the quality of care. And unfortunately, Medicare and very soon the rest of American medicine is going to be pushed further and further down this path of individual institutions needing to derive a number that's supposed to accurately reflect their overall quality of care. The VA has jumped on this phenomenon, this trend, and has masterminded uh, an elaborate system, again, to exploit this approach of trying to boil all of healthcare down to a set of numbers that uh, can easily be manipulated. And that's how the VA has created a facade of excellence where none really exists underneath. The danger is that our, our system and Medicare legislation is pushing the entire American healthcare system in that direction of worshiping so-called quality of care metrics and measurements uh, potentially at the great expense of the actual care of individual patients. I mean, those sounds like uh, numbers, statistics, and models that a company or a business would use to profit, right? I mean, is green and reds, uh, you know, a profit or not, right? So, I mean, this is something that I, for me, I see it's like, hey, it's just like any other company or any business, you know, let's make everything look great because that's how we market it. You know, that's how we want our consumers to really see everything is that we're this awesome company. Um, I mean, you know, this is not a, this is not just a company. You know, this is, you know, VA that involves, you know, the health system or healthcare that involves many lives that are being put at risk. It's people's lives. You're absolutely right. And, and maybe even worse, it's the lives of a group of people within our society to whom I think most Americans feel an enormous obligation. I mean, these are people who've already put those very lives on the line for our safety, for our security, and we have taken on the obligation to repay that great sacrifice with the best health care that, that America has to offer. And so to replace that with a system that is really set up primarily to protect its own status quo and one that has been rife with uh, institutional indifference and uh, institutional acceptance of mediocrity is is just unacceptable. It is. I mean, I, I you know, I don't know how else to say it. I, I don't think it's acceptable as well. I mean, you know, it's, it's I, I made a post a couple of days ago about, you know, uh, do you believe everything 
a doctor says. And it was nothing pointed out to anybody specific. Um, I really was trying to, my posts sometimes are not always the best posts because, you know, people maybe take my, my posts out of content. But the post really was for um, those to really, you know, to understand and also be aware. It's like, hey, it's not the fact that you can trust or not trust certain physicians, but as a patient, we should do our due diligence. You know, we should make sure is before I get this surgery, you know, with Dr. Mann, like what medication or what procedure has been given to me or what am I supposed to do? I mean, I'm, I don't, I didn't go to school for this stuff, but, um, you know, but I guess a second opinion wouldn't hurt. Right. And, um, you know, it really, it really, it really hurts to hear and see because my father's had heart surgery. You know, my mother's had breast cancer, you know, um, you know, and they both are really healthy, you know, living today, um, which I'm grateful for our, our you know, um, the health system that, you know, the care that they've been in. And, you know, that that's the part of the reason why, like, I, I'm not against, you know, anybody in the healthcare except for the fact that we need to maybe bring more education to light, you know. So, um, you know, it is it is great to hear even from you you know, to be on this show and to speak of, you know, so many that maybe don't hear a physician caring uh, for many lives and, and why you became a physician in the first place, right? So, um, you know, but we're, we're going to take a break. I like to come back and, and then at the break, um, you know, I have some questions for you that many will probably want to hear. Uh, so those that are listening, uh, please continue to, uh, you know, give some love and support and we'll be right at, back after the break. Thank you. More real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis on Alternative Talk when we return. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Bringing quality of living to life. Welcome back to Alternative Talk, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, so we're back on our last segment of the show. Dr. Mann, once again, thank you for, uh, you know, being on the episode with me today. Um, you know, we definitely appreciate, you know, um, 
you know, you speaking out, you know, for uh, for many of us and even writing a book, you know, this book, Mission Betrayed. Uh, if I was to try to look for this book or order or find more information, Dr. Mann, where can I go to find more information about you? Well, first of all, there's a website, missionbetrayed.com, uh, where people can get started, uh, learn a little bit more, and also try to connect. I think it's important that people get um, exci- uh, upset and involved in this issue. Uh, the book, of course, is available on Amazon as well as other vendors that I believe can mostly be accessed through the website. All right. Well, definitely, uh, I can't wait till my, uh, you know, my, uh, you know, um, book comes in. Um, I'm expecting one in the the mail, so I can't wait to read it. Um, but you know, before the break, I was uh, mentioning that there were some questions or a question I did really want to ask you. Uh, with you being on, you know, a show that's really you know, uh, influence, um, and, and the main topic usually is cannabis. So, I mean, have you, I mean, how are you, you know, with use of cannabis? I mean, what, what is it that made you feel, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the cannabis as a, a, another choice or another alternative. I mean, what is, what brings you to conclude or to this openness, uh, about cannabis? Almost everybody in medicine nowadays has seen patients benefit tremendously from the judicious judicious use of of, uh, cannabis taken as you know potential adjunct to other other care whether it's uh, traditional uh, medicine or alternative medicines Uh, I I don't think anybody would argue that that uh, there isn't a great potential benefit uh, from its addition uh, in at least in in properly selected cases, and so from my perspective, as someone who's uh, stepping forward and trying to force people to realize what's wrong with an enormous part of our healthcare system, and specifically the VA system uh, that's supposed to be uh, directly for the benefit of of our men and women who've served, uh, the fact that that system has staunchly put a barrier between its own physicians and the access to cannabis that is at least uh, available in many, many states um, is, is just, you know, one more really uh, disappointing and, and, and disturbing example of a system gone wrong. And uh, these systems are not going to fix themselves. We can't just wait for Congress uh, or the president uh, to figure out exactly what's wrong. And, and that's why I hope the book help in, helps to open people's eyes in a very shocking way, uh, in a way that motivates them to get involved. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope that many will get uh, involved, you know. So, I mean, we, we don't have much time left. I mean, is that something that from I read, I, I saw something about a wait list, a scandal or something like that? Well, unfortunately, the VA has been uh, rocked by numerous scandals, and, and, and the, the, the waitlist scandal of 2014 uh, set off uh, a, a, a litany of other revelations. But the reason why I think our discussion is so important today uh, is that these are not aberrations in an otherwise sound system. All of these scandals and, and, and shocking stories that have come out mostly in local press are typical examples of uh, how the VA is run day to day, of the core uh, of uh, the VA. And 
So we can continue to put Band-Aids and, and come up with very specific solutions for a weightless wait crisis or this crisis or that crisis. But if we don't address the root cause of all of these problems, which is the central dysfunction of the VA bureaucracy and the need to dismantle that bureaucracy and replace it with a system or uh, an insurance system that makes sense, uh, our veterans are going to continue to suffer. Uh, and, and, and that's why the obligation is really on us to do something at this point. I agree. I agree. I mean, the, the obligations on all of us as a whole, you know, uh, that's why the show, I, I feel that it's so great that we can be able to share these stories and reach out to so many that are listening. You know, I mean, it, unfortunately, it's coming to an end that uh, the show, you know, um, you know, we do have to end the recording today. Uh, but, you know, I, there's more information that I like to get out there and help with whatever we can. Uh, we're trying to get some more information up on alternativevibes.com as well. Uh, is there any final... Uh, you know, any final words before we end the show today? Well, first of all, Bear, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for this opportunity uh, to speak to you and, and to reach your audience who, um, my understanding, are, are, a, are a very caring and involved constituency. Uh, so I, I just urge them, if they care about veterans, uh, to learn more about this topic. And if they think that our country and our society has an obligation to these people, uh, you need to know the truth. Uh, you need to learn first and, and, and then hopefully uh, find some at least small way uh, to take part in the debate. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, you know, there you guys have it, folks. We have Dr. Mann. Dr. Mann, thank you for uh, being on the show today. Uh, those that are listening, thank you for all the love and support. God bless. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.